0: Welcome to Common Happiness with Sonia Kencare. Today we are going to be conversing with Tiara Deshanais, fantastic musician. She just released the single, Godly, and she is an incredibly gifted beauty stylist. But let me give her a chance to tell us a little bit about herself.
1: Hello, thank you, Sonia, for having me. I am so appreciative of the opportunity. I am a, I am a multi-talented, um, multi-disciplinary artist. I guess we could put it that way. I do a lot of different things with art, but I use art as my art in the many forms of the way I use it as a means of expressing myself and um, giving back to humanity.
0: I wish that this was actually also a video podcast, because if people could see how fly you look right now, (laughs) they would be tuned in extra hard for real. I know Tiara because she is such a talented stylist and I always admired how well she would sing while she would be styling me, not knowing that she's also a professional musician until later. I'm really excited for us to have this conversation with her. Would you mind sharing your age, your profession, and any other details about yourself that you feel like shape you?
1: Yes. So I am 29. And I am in the business of beauty. I have been a beauty professional for close to 10 years. I specialize in makeup, um, makeup, cosmetic, servicing, but I also am a hairstylist and I'm pretty, um, I think I'm pretty good at that. This is how we met. Yes, actually, um, I always was around hair and beauty so it's really a big part of who I am and how I've functioned as an adult
0: I am impressed that you didn't mention that you're also a professional musical artist oh Um, (laughs) that is also true and very current for you right now because I think you just released a new pretty fly track didn't you (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. So yes. So by day, I am a beauty professional, but I also have a career in music that has been um, developing for uh, about the same amount of time. Um, so I I do make music. I play instruments. I play acoustic guitar um, and I write. So I'm a very uh seasoned lyricist, I would say. Um, and that's also like a big, a big part of where my heart is. Sometimes it can be hard for me to switch in between both because I've gotten so used to keeping them separated. But recently in my life, I've been trying to like currently, um, express myself through hair and beauty and music and not feel like I have to create a line of demarcation between those identities.
0: I think they flow together pretty naturally the way you execute them. You are so talented and you have so much swag and it comes through everywhere. Like, so the question I'm asking all of my guests, are you happy?
1: Oh, I feel like recently I have been redefining what I think that is for me. And I think that is because I identified with happiness is a destination and therefore, I wasn't appreciating the moments I was happy cause it just felt like I was never reaching happiness. Um, And then I tell myself like, oh, you know, life sucks, but I guess yesterday wasn't that bad. Instead of like, you know, appreciating yesterday is like, okay, I'm actually having a great time and life isn't always terrible. To answer your question, Am I happy? I am in search of happiness. I am trying to embody happiness every day by being grateful.
0: That's a great approach. And I appreciate you recognizing happiness as a destination as maybe not the best way to live. Because if you think about it, we're spending so much more time on the journey than the destination. And I don't know about you, but anytime I've reached any destination... I can't help but think about where the next destination is.
1: Yes, 100%. I can relate.
0: So that journey, that moment, that gratitude, I feel like it's something that's really nice to sit in, in that space to enjoy.
1: Yeah. Do
0: you feel like your definition of happiness has evolved over time? Like
1: Absolutely.
0: Five years ago, would you have defined happiness the same way? Or 10 years ago?
1: Absolutely not. I really feel like I am at a, I am at the very beginning stages of like my identity as a like true adult. I know that that sounds so crazy, but yeah, I had no idea what it actually meant until recently, you know, not sound crazy at all. I just didn't have any idea what it even meant to identify as an adult really. Like I thought I was I was gro- I was grown. I was I was taking care of myself. I've been on my own since I graduated high school really. Yeah, I just didn't realize until recently that like I have a different set of values than I had for the last 10 years. Definitely even 5 years ago, there's no way you could have told me that my life would look like it does now. I would have not identified any of this that I'm experiencing as something I planned, or would even be proud of. There are things that I'm not, you know, necessarily content with. But what five years ago? What did you think happiness
0: would look like?
1: Five years ago, I thought I would be on an international level, musically careerized. Mm-hmm. Um, measuring success, I felt like by now I should have I should have hit it. I should have like gotten on those or I should be starting to like perform on those giant stages. And my music should be on billboard charts by now. that's that's how I was thinking five five years ago,
0: well, girl, I've heard this track. I think it may still be in your near future. I hope so, because Jesus. I know there is so much, I don't want to use the word rejection, but there is so much struggle to rise in any creative field to really stand out. And you have such an incredible amount of talent, but making it, I feel like, is the intersection of talent and opportunity.
1: Absolutely. I had to learn how to not identify with my my gifts as my purpose because it was leading and creating way for me to feel unappreciative or un or not valued in the the ways that I thought I should be by the people around me or even where I want to be in my success. And so I had to like really Becoming a mom, I had to really like detach my ideas of expectations on my gifts, cause I was over so I was over associating my identity with them. Like I am just that when I really am not. Like these are just the gifts that God gave me, but I am me. That I just possess these gifts, you know.
0: There was a lot of emotion for sure. You had these amazing talents but there's a lot more to you than that as well right as a mother daughter sister friend stylist so that serves as a therapist sometimes <laughs> absolutely what do you feel like defines your happiness now like what brings you joy on a day-to-day basis
1: i am in a phase of discipline right now so what has been bringing me joy is staying disciplined to my goals in seeing or feeling like uh, when I actually accomplish what I wanna do, like say I've, I've killed the week and I've killed it being a mom, I've killed it on the schedule, my house is clean, I've worked out three times, I am happy, I can like sit back and just feel very accomplished with myself and that is what has been bringing me so much joy lately. Being able to like start to feel like I have a little control over my routine and my system at home because I was struggling with that for a while. And I felt like if I wasn't like accomplishing my small goals, I wasn't making any progress. I was getting really stuck feeling, you know, like I got so much that I want to do and so much I got to do. And I don't know if you ever struggle with this, but
0: I totally get what you mean, because there are so many variables that are out of our control especially when you're aspiring to break out as a musical artist there are so many elements that are out of your control but if you're able to control your physical health by exercising well and eating well and making sure your daughters will taken care of these are amazing things right they're the simple amazing things
1: yes I've been valuing that a lot more than the big the big extravagant things that I think I wanna work towards. It's not that I don't have the goals to do those things that might be big or extravagant. It's just that I'm just learning to just be present. I love that.
0: What do you think is the last thing that gave you a deep belly laugh?
1: Well, I have to think about that. Hmm. I'm trying to remember why I was laughing. Honestly, Sonia, I, it was, it was, it had to have been with one of my clients earlier, but you, you know, me in the salon and like, I think that's just one place when I'm connecting with the client where I, yeah we're having fun and that lets us have fun. Yes, absolutely. So I don't even remember what I was laughing about earlier, but I was definitely like, I laughed earlier, but I can't remember why. (laughs) I actually
0: really thought you would say something like that because I feel like I have laughed so much with you. Even if I've walked into the salon feeling low energy or tired, I always walk out not only feeling hot because you've given me a great style, but also happier because I got to spend time with you and I get to laugh and talk about our shared experiences, which is always fun. I love that. You can't see her right now, but she's doing some pretend wiping away of tears, which is <laughs> adorable.
1: <laughs> I'm so emotional. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> I love you.
0: <laughs> I adore you as well. I have so much respect for you and appreciation for you. How has your perspective on happiness been shaped by difficulty? And this could be difficulty in any dimension of life, personal, financial, medical, anything. But how do you feel like, hard times have helped or shaped your happiness?
1: Oh, wow. That's a really great question. I don't like to share a lot of the things that I I go through with my personal life because I have associated that as like vulnerability and weakness. Um, but I think like this year particularly has really been one of the hardest years of my life. And I've had to adjust to a lot of unexpected financial setbacks and emotional setbacks and relationships, like everything that on the outside looking in. And I it, I, it really hit me when I heard this from someone I really love. They were like, it like seems like you're going through like the worst time anybody could go through and I, I didn't really realize that it looked like that it didn't like you know how you could be in something and you could be like this is bad but then like you get someone else's perspective and you're like whoa right <laughs> it's a lot worse than I thought you know yes I think this year really I think this this year has really been a crazy years really flipped me on my backside which we could just say that like and um i think that how it shaped my happiness is i had to see that sometimes What might seemingly on the outside look like the worst thing that could happen to you could literally be the best thing that could happen to you. In my religious culture, we have a saying uh, that sometimes chaos comes to bring structure or like, um, you know, that is a necessary component of God's will in a way that like you need that sometimes we get too comfortable with what we think is working for us and is not. And we, you know, we we wouldn't, we won't see that there is more because we won't let go of it. So I've really had to look at this year in a different light through all that I've experienced and all of the ways that I've been like set back, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. um, as opportunity for something like better to replace what I'm losing. And that's what's been bringing me happiness.
0: That's an amazing perspective. Do you feel comfortable sharing the name of your cultural background or the history behind your cultural background?
1: I converted religions and I belong to an African denomination of faith that comes from West Africa. Um and it's 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 of the Yoruba people, the West African Nigerian space of current space now, but um this religion is called Ifa. It has many names, but the the origin of this religion is ifa and through um the transit transatlantic slave trade and the synchronization of african religions to catholicism and you know um, christianity uh-huh. this religion has a lot of different names for a lot of different people there are a lot of different people who say this is underneath like what you would think is Catholicism, but it really stems, the root, the tradition, the oral language, the stories, really stem from West Africa. So that's that's where I, I um that's what the, the system is called. That's what the people are called. And yeah, it's called Eva.
0: Really cool. I have enjoyed learning about it from you when I come in to see you.
1: Absolutely. I look at myself and my spirit as like a seed, like a flower. And I, the seed, was not in an environment that was conducive for me to thrive, and so I'm alive, obviously, but I'm not producing at my highest potential. It's like you have a plant that's outgrown its pot. Like I have outgrown the pot of my environment. I'm still through. I'm still here, you know, but I'm <laughs> not really like you know, I'm not really doing as great as, as I could be, and that's the best visual representation that I can create on how my life had affected my ability to make music my ability to be creative in in, in the beauty world or to really like actualize my potential right. because I didn't feel like my life supported it sure. and so now that I am in the process of retaking back my boundaries and my space and my time it's kind of like a dam that's been overplugged, like a, you know, like, or a clogged energy drain. Is the it's just so much. I have so much to say now that I wasn't able, that I, I knew I wanted to say, but I just didn't know. I didn't have the resources or the words or the energy to create what I wanted to say in my head at the times.
0: I totally get it. What's your personal philosophy on happiness?
1: I really feel like happiness is partially an adventure or like the quest of an adventure and then partially a mindset. It's kind of like, to me, I feel like they go hand in hand. You have to have the will to wanna go explore, but the, the key to open the door to go explore. Like your mindset on happiness allows you to have the will to go search it for it, but really it's a choice. I feel like it simmers down to a choice. Like are you do you are you on the pursuit of happiness or are you waiting for happiness to find you?
0: You are a poet. You are a lyricist, please. So, how do you prioritize your happiness in your day-to-day life?
1: I have joined so I have given myself goals like I said, I've joined a couple like a manifestation group with a friend and we're doing like 11 days of meditations and different activities to help us just energetically align with what we want to bring into our lives with money. That's like something that I've been like really enjoying. We've been doing stuff like, for example, I can show you, but, um, we, we had our activity yesterday as a group was to like envision a color that, that reminds us of abundance And then to paint a canvas with that that color and then just meditate with that color. I didn't have any paint or canvas, so I had, like, watermarks, and this is what I, like, drew. Gorgeous. It's like, when I think of it, I think of green, lush. Forest. But, yes.
0: And money.
1: Of course, and (laughs) money.
0: Things like that. That's awesome. Is there anything that can compromise your happiness and how do you counteract that?
1: I feel like the outside world naturally can compromise your happiness if you aren't upholding boundaries that supports what you want to be what you what happiness you are searching for, you know? I agree. Everyone, like, I truly believe, like, even in, I don't know, you know, but even in the Bible, there's a verse that says, like, we all are created to be vessels for the will of God. So, like, if you are not in alignment with what that is, a vessel, the definition of a vessel is, is literally, like, something that is used to channel something else. Like, if you are not in alignment with what you want, to experience in life and what that is for you, that is gonna bring you joy, you're naturally gonna be used for the opposite, even if you're not aware of it. Having that con- that consciousness at the forefront of my mind keeps me aware of like what type of vibe I'm trying to keep for myself. So that when I'm around people who may not be as aware of themselves, I can keep myself distance because naturally we're gonna be used. So if I'm not aware or I'm not holding boundaries that support what I want and I'm around people who are the opposite, they're going to naturally influence my vibe. And I don't need that.
0: (laughs) I think that's really smart. How do you rebuild joy when you feel down?
1: I'm a cancer and I really like to like, I really enjoy my own space. So sometimes I have a a really bad habit of when I am down, I like to isolate myself and just go into my own world until I'm like recharged again. I don't know if it's a bad habit or a good habit. Sometimes it depends on the person.
0: <laughs> Do you have any advice for someone who might be listening who's trying to cultivate their own happiness?
1: You have to always be in check constant checks and balance with balances with yourself so that you can always keep your eye on the goal. And it takes a balanced mindset, right? To have a forewarning, not a forewarning, but to to have a planned destination, but to also be able to like be present while you're there. Do what you can to like achieve your goals, but don't miss out on every day because you, your goals will just... Come and go, and you'll never actually be happy. You
0: know, what I've also experienced, and I totally resonate with what you've said, is that I've seen in myself that sometimes my goals will even evolve over time. Like the journey continues, but the goal may change. I still deserve to be happy through that entire journey from point A to, you know, point C after I detoured from B if I realized it wasn't the right fit for me. And I hope other people feel the same. I want to express my sincere gratitude to you for making time from your busy schedule to be a guest on this show.
1: Thank you for having me. You just don't know how much I appreciate you considering me and wanting to bring me on.
0: Thank you for conversing on Common Happiness with Sonia Kencare. And if you like this episode, please subscribe.